You're listening to episode 29 of Weight Coach with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. This is permanent weight loss through overcoming the urge to overeat. Once that urge is gone, you'll quite naturally feed yourself exactly what your body needs, and your body will return to its best weight. Want more? Get yourself over to joannephilomena.com and register for the Weight Loss Mastermind. We're going to be taking it to the next level, and everyone will be working together to learn the techniques that allow you to become the observer of your own thoughts, as I discuss in this podcast. It's going on right now. It's a great price. Get over there, check it out, register for the, the mastermind. That's at joannephilomena.com. Welcome back, listeners. I'm glad you could join me again for this podcast. You know, I immersed myself for years in educating myself about diets and workouts and nutrition, supplements. I read every book. I tried every diet. And I tried to do it intelligently. Still, it was so much work. And the weight always came back on unless I was working out constantly. And I mean every evening was spent at the gym. Not a terrible thing, surely, but what about the rest of my life, the rest of my world? Time with my husband, time to curl up with a good book. Man, I was living my life between work and the gym. It all absolutely does not work for me anymore. It cannot work for me anymore. Clearly, the diets were just the wrong way to fix a problem that was not a balance of food at all, but all about the overeating and my reasons for overeating. What was my payoff for overeating? Checking out of my life, numbing myself to realities that were too hard to face and deal with, or my own inner loneliness, my own insecurities, and my own fears. I could just eat, not feel. Plus, the same diet techniques that worked at 30 the diet techniques that worked at 40, even what worked for me at 50, don't work now. Bodies change over time. Chemistry changes over time. You may be 40 and discovering now that what you were doing in your 30s just does not work. Plus, I just can't continue to bring myself to obsess about food and exercise anymore. I'm so burned out on that, and I know a lot of you come to me feeling exactly that way. There's no way I can push my body the way I used to, and I'm sure that the way I used to push my body was maybe not even really sane. Yet the equation remains, right? Food in, calories out, it's the plain science of it. So how do we get there? We do still want to get there. Maybe there isn't really the skinny me that we think we want. Maybe there is something in between. Because the truth is, it's not the number on the scale that really matters to us. I know it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is about cute clothes. Looking good in my clothes. I mean, forget about naked. <laughs> Forget about looking good naked. I just want to look good in my clothes. It's about feeling good about how I look and not cringing over every photo that gets snapped of me. And it's about feeling lighter and better, just moving better in my body, not feeling weighed down. 
So how to get there without analyzing our food, counting calories, points, logging food, having to work out intensely five, seven days a week? We start with stepping back and relearning our body. Where is hunger? Where's full? What are the times that I eat when I'm not hungry? You have to ask yourself, why do you rummage through the kitchen trying to find what satisfies you even though you've just eaten? I used to do that. I used to go into the kitchen and I would get one thing and I would sit down and I would have that snack. And it would be like, well, that didn't do it. So I'd go back to the kitchen and I would get something else to snack on. And then I would taste something else. The reason nothing satisfied me was because I was trying to fix a problem that food couldn't fix. The only problem that food can fix is hunger. And if you're not really hungry and you're going in there to eat something, then you're trying to fix something that food is not going to be able to fix for you. And that's why you're going to keep eating and eating and eating and eating because it's not working. All of these steps are what I've been podcasting about, and they're the steps of my program. There's a bit of journaling to do, but it's not the same journaling as adding up calories or points. It's journaling to see how long you stay satiated from what you ate or which foods are going to help you drop weight, which foods will stall you out. That's where you begin when you are looking at you want to start getting control of your eating. You're learning the hunger scale, finding your fuel foods, what foods are pure joy for you and how to work those in, what the different types of eating are to watch for in yourself. And even though it seems like a tedious process, you're not going to be carrying the hunger scale around with you for the rest of your life except in your head. When I put myself through this process of learning with the hunger scale and fuel foods and the types of eating, becoming aware of that, developing that awareness. It was a while that I did that, but I got the real aha moments that came through that. I hit a point where suddenly I was at peace with how I was eating, which is something I don't remember ever having. I was just really at peace with food that's an amazing thing all in of itself. But more importantly, stepping beyond those basic tools that go back to learning your hunger signals in your body and paying attention to the foods you're eating and what they do in your body is to start looking at why you are in the kitchen to begin with. You have to figure out what it is you're trying to satisfy when you're eating and you're not hungry. What is it that you're trying to not face or feel? You have to learn to get in touch with what you feel and why you feel it. Understanding where your feelings come from and how you can work through them is key to figuring out why you are overeating. And you need to understand that you can even choose to feel differently about something if it serves you to feel differently. You start finding out what your stories are about yourself and you can even rewrite those stories. I know you want to see weight loss right away 
And that will not happen if you don't start using the hunger scale to reconnect with your own food needs. Realize you're going to have to start there with the hunger scale and the journaling, but you're not going to have to spend your whole life analyzing food because the idea is to get beyond that obsession. It's just a process to hit the real breakthroughs. What you need to learn right away is the difference between your circumstances and your thoughts about those circumstances. Sounds so simple, doesn't it? You may even feel downright rebellious over hearing that all of our problems are in our thinking. None of our problems are facts. It's the way you are thinking about the problem that is the real problem. You need to learn the skill of separating out the facts from your own thoughts. Now, hang in here with me on this. Many take this immediately as a negative. It's all my fault. I knew it. But stop. Your wonderful world of reality is also your fault. What's an area of your eating that's going really well? What are you happy about? Note that down. Perhaps you feel great that you've made a shift to eating more clean, organic products. Maybe you can leave food on your plate without agonizing. See these thoughts, separating those thoughts from facts and see how your thoughts allow you to take the desired action and get the result you're happy with. Maybe you have a terrific job. You're an ace at your job and you love it. Those thoughts help you excel at what you do compared to being in a job where you're thinking you're feeling trapped in it and you dread going to work each morning. If you think you're in a nowhere job that you're stuck in, how do you feel about that job? How do you perform at that job when you're feeling that way? Can you see where the thought that it's a nowhere job would affect your performance at the job? If you think work just stresses me out, then for sure you're going to feel stressed out. You might not be able to change jobs right at this very moment, but you can change the way you think about the job, and that changes everything. It can even make your job less stressful. We create our lives and our weight, by the way, mostly with our minds. You often believe your stories so deeply you believe them to be fact, your absolute reality. Truth is, they're not. The stories you have yourself for yourself are fine. So long as the story isn't painful or causing problems in your life. But many stories are painful, even debilitating. Let me share a coaching story that was shared with me. A client said, my mother-in-law does not respect me. She doesn't love me. She wants me to be fat. She can't support me in my desires or dreams. Even when she knows what I want for myself, she's always trying to sabotage me. It's like I don't even want to be around her because of the awful things she does. Just this last weekend, we went to her home for a visit, and she was so backhanded, so conniving. I know my husband doesn't even care. He won't back me up when I feel this way. And he refuses when I suggest we should confront her and stop visiting her. I think I'm going to have to give him an ultimatum. It's either her or me. 
He's a grown man. He needs to make this decision. When the client was asked for the facts about this, she told the story pretty much in the same exact way. But then she was reminded that facts are provable. Every person would agree on a fact. It doesn't include any judgment or opinion. In the end, these were the facts for her. She has a mother-in-law. She went to her mother-in-law's home last weekend. The mother-in-law made spaghetti for dinner. Everything else was just story, and it was painful story that she was telling herself. This client's mother-in-law made spaghetti, which the client interpreted as conniving and an attempt to sabotage her weight loss. When the client was asked if the spaghetti could have meant something else to her mother-in-law, were there any other ways to interpret the facts that might feel better, she acknowledged that maybe her mother-in-law made the spaghetti because her son loves her spaghetti. She's Italian. It's one of her specialties. The point is, both stories about the spaghetti could be true. It could be true. Her mother-in-law was trying to sabotage her or didn't care about her dieting. could be true that her mother-in-law was just thinking of her son and how much she loved her spaghetti and she wanted to make it for him. What matters is not what is really true, but what is not painful. Which story is going to serve her better? What's going to serve her relationship with her mother-in-law better and hence with her husband better? Right? She could tell herself, oh my God, she made spaghetti because he loves spaghetti so much and now I have to deal with that because I choose not to eat a lot of the spaghetti. It was even suggested that she could just leave the facts alone and not offer any meaning or story about the fact at all. The fact, my mother-in-law made spaghetti. Without a story, that fact alone doesn't hurt. Facts alone never do. What about your past? Stories from the past can be helpful. Sharing memories, telling your truth about something that happened to you can be very powerful. But often you have stories about your past that you've told over and over and over, and it's no longer helpful or necessary. Going over and over the same story, if it's a painful story, is not useful unless you're changing that story. It's also not useful to explain your current condition based on something that happened to you in the past because it no longer exists anywhere but in your mind. The only moment you truly have is the present moment. If you're thinking about your past, you're bringing it into your present again. This is wonderful if it's a feel-good memory. It's not good if it's a crutch to explain what's going on with you right now or if it's painful. All of your thinking affects you deeply in the moment, but what happened in the past can no longer affect you. It's what you are thinking about it. The past doesn't exist outside of your thoughts. Have you ever shared a story, a family story with a sibling, and they have like a totally different story about what happened? Your past is your story about it. If you had amnesia and no memory of your past, 
It could have no influence on your current thinking. So why is this great news? Because the people who have hurt you in the past do not have power over you anymore. You might perpetuate the pain of your past without even realizing you're doing it. The only emotion you experience right now is the one you're creating with the thoughts you choose to think, with the story you choose to relive. Knowing this can set you free. So the symptom of your stories that upsets you the most right now is your weight. This is caused by overeating. You can try to fix it by controlling the overeating, but that's not a permanent solution. If it did, diets would have worked years ago and no one would be obese. Instead, you need to focus on what is causing you to overeat. What are your stories? What are you trying to numb out from? The cause of your overeating is in the mind, and it's right in this moment. It's your current thought, whether it's your current thought about your current situation or your current thought about your past. It's your current thinking that creates your current life. So that's where you begin. That's where you begin. You start to learn to sort out the facts from your thoughts. Sometimes you don't even know what your thoughts are. You're like, I was in the kitchen eating. I have no idea what I was thinking. I have no idea what I was feeling. I was just eating. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there and I had no idea what I was feeling. But you can start to identify what you're feeling in the moment. You have to put the food down and back away. Because that's what's going to allow that emotion to surface. And you can start seeing, how do I feel in my body right now? And maybe put a name to that feeling. And then start doing a thought download, putting pen to paper, saying, I'm feeling lonely because, and then write down every thought that pops in your head and start looking at those thoughts. Now you start identifying your stories, the stories that are sending you into the kitchen when you are not even hungry. If you want to dig a little deeper and have a coach's help and perspective to help you uncover your stories and your thoughts, go to talktojoanne.com and schedule a free discovery session with me. That's J-O-A-N-N, -N, no E, talk to joanne.com. Let's get you started self-coaching right now. The thought model is a key to the kind of coaching I do. What I do is called causal coaching because we work on what's causing the problem instead of just trying to put a patch on the problem itself. It's going to uncover the reason for your issue instead of trying to fix the issue itself. If you try to fix the issue itself, it won't be a permanent fix. You still have the same underlying reason that developed the problem to begin with. So in order for the issue or problem to be permanently corrected, you must uncover the cause. So hence causal coaching. Find out more of what causal coaching is like by scheduling that free session with me at talktojoanne.com. 
I can coach you on an idea right then and there. I can let you know if you're a good fit for coaching and what packages I have. I would love to talk to you. Go leave a review for me in iTunes. I would love to read some more reviews on here. And I will talk to you all next week. 